0: Uh, Well, the first reading is found in the book of Hebrews, chapter 9, beginning at verse 11. When Christ came as high priest of the good things that are already here, he went through the greater and more perfect tabernacle that is not man-made, that is to say, not part of his creation. He did not enter by means of the blood of goats and calves, but he entered the most holy place once for all by his own blood, having obtained eternal redemption. The blood of goats and bulls and the ashes of a heifer, sprinkled on those who are ceremonial unclean, sanctify them so that they are outwardly clean." How much more, then, will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself unblemished to God, cleanse our consciences from acts that lead to death, so that we may serve the living God? The Holy Gospel is found in the book of Mark, chapter 12, and beginning at verse 28. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. This is the gospel of Christ. Praise Praise you.
1: So uh, just a very good morning uh, to you. It's a pleasure um, to be with you. Thank you for inviting me to come and preach. Um, as, uh, as Paul said, I'm a student. Um, I'm studying at Wycliffe Hall uh, towards ordination. I'm on placement here for the year, and this is my second year out of two. And I have to say, at this stage in my journey, it's all beginning to feel um, very real to me. I have eight months to go until I'm ordained. And it's beginning to sort of creep up um, day after day. So it's beginning to just become a bit more real. And actually, I'm glad I've managed to survive uh, this far. I've managed to, you know, keep my head above the waterline, so to speak. I've managed to keep a pace of all of the exams that I've had to do and the essays, of course, and the challenges of community living And everything appears to be going well. And then I listen to Jesus' words in chapter 12 of Mark. And I'm prompted to consider this. How are things really? How are things really? Because I may be doing um, well on the surface, but what about underneath all of that? Am I actually upholding the most important commandment of all? Am I really loving God with all of my heart, soul, mind, and strength? And so, this morning we're going to look at um, John twelve in a bit more detail. So, can I invite you to open uh, John twelve uh, verses twenty-eight to thirty-four, just to have them before you as we as we look at them? And it is a passage, I think, that that challenges. Um, Uh, All of us, I expect, on some level, Um, first, actually, to grasp the significance of this passage and what Jesus is saying, it is important to note where this conversation takes place. And it is in the temple itself. And that's something we'll come back to look at a little later. And it is here in the temple that Jesus is confronted by a teacher of the law, who asks him this question of all the commandments, which is the most important? What he is asking is the underlying foundation of all of the hundreds of rabbinic laws taken from the scriptures. What is the foundation? And Jesus' answer to him is deceptively uh, simple. It is this: It's to love the Lord your God with all of your heart all of your soul, all of your mind, and all of your strength. And, Jesus adds, it is to love your neighbor as yourself. Because it is impossible to truly love God if we do not love others. And the teacher's response to this um, shows that he uh, understands. To uphold those two commandments, he says, is more important than All of the burnt offerings and sacrifices presented right there in the temple. The teacher understands that worshipping God has never been about ritual or sacrifice, but about love. Love for God and love for one's neighbour. Therefore, do these two things, Jesus says, and you are upholding the law. Now, as we uh, noted earlier, there is significance in the fact that this conversation uh, takes place in the temple. And the temple was a place that was to be the heart of Israel's center of worship, which had become contaminated with all sorts of idolatry. And it is here that we can ask ourselves, what resides in the temples of our hearts? Are they truly orientated towards loving God and neighbor. Now, unless we find, lest we find ourselves in a place that may sound like condemnation, there are three truths to remember as we uh, move forward. The first truth that we need to hold is to know that when Jesus looks at our hearts, he does not do with any measure of scrutinizing judgment as he did when he looked at the temple, but instead he does so with love. We must remember that we stand secure on the other side of the cross. And instead, Jesus examines our hearts with a desire to draw attention to those things which hinder us from loving God. Those things which hinder us from receiving his love. And idolatry can rob us of this receiving and giving. And idolatry can be subtle too. So we need to take time to listen to the Holy Spirit, you know, in word and prayer, <coughs> and help us examine ourselves. <coughs> Sorry, pardon me. And uh, for me, when I examine myself, I find that there's idolatry in um, good essay grades. That's something that I'm partial to. <laughs> um, there's idolatry in the acclamation of my peers. That's very enticing as well. And it can be easy for me to to find my sense of calling and my identity and my worth boosted by those things. Instead of through my identity as God's beloved child. The second thing to remember is it is of course not wrong to love other things. But it is wrong when those things take precedence in our hearts. It is wrong when those things uh, receive greater love than we have for God or our neighbour. And third, most importantly, we must remember that God loves us with all of his mind, heart, soul and strength. Because we know that Jesus did not remain in the temple, but Jesus' journey ended on the cross where he died for our sins. And I ask you, and I ask myself, how can we not respond to such perfect love by loving this incredible God back? Now, of course, responding uh, to the love that God gives us requires work of the Holy Spirit within us. We cannot love God in our own strength. We must know, and we must receive, and we must drink from God's love first. We must live uh, in that love. And as we do live in that love of God, we will see that love transform us into people who love in response. Both the receiving and giving of love is an act of grace. We can only love because God first loved us. And so... With, no assurance of condom- Sorry, with the assurance of no condemnation, but instead an assurance of God's love for us. And with the knowledge that only in receiving God's love can we love back. We can now ask ourselves, how can we love God with all of our heart? How can we anchor our feelings, emotions, desires and passions on our love for God? Where might we be giving away love which is due to God, to idols instead? How can we love God with all of our soul? You know, keeping check of our conduct and our motivations, making sure that they're orientated towards a love for God and our neighbor. How can we love God with all of our mind, ensuring our judgments and our intelligence Honour God and others about us? How can we make sure that we give ourselves time to um, engage with the with scriptures and with the things of God and with prayer um, every single day? How can we make sure that when we come to worship, we don't pray um, just with our lips but with our minds? And finally, how can we love God with all of our strength? How can we use what we have been given um, from God to the service and the advancement of God's kingdom? How can we use our possessions, our time, our bodies, and our gifts? So I want to finish by just encouraging uh, you and encouraging myself to just reflect on these uh, things as we enter into this week. And as we Um, probe our hearts in prayer as we ask these questions of ourselves. May we do so knowing that in Jesus Christ we are forever um, secure in the love of God. And this God loves us with a true and a perfect love. Amen.